0: Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks with Tam and Renee. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk
1: for fans, by fans. NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with Tam and Renee. I am Renee. She is Tam.
0: Hey, ho, hey,
1: hey. <laughs> I like that one. That one's was really nice.
0: Yeah, you know, I try to do
1: something different. YouTube, <laughs> yeah. How, you know. how was your weekend?
0: Weekend was most excellent. Don't remember much of it. Well, actually, let me retract that. So Saturday, a girlfriend calls me, or she texts me. I'm in the gym. It's like 7 o'clock in the morning. She's Mm -hmm. like, what are you doing? Mom's in the hospital. True friend. You know, she's been my friend. Actually, my oldest friend. We've been friends since I was 14, and she was like 12 or 13. Mm -hmm. Stop what I'm doing. I say to her in a reply, okay, I'm at the gym. I'm gonna go home, bathe, get dressed, I'm on my way. Do exactly what I say I'm gonna do, get in the car, text her, say, what hospital is mom at? She says, well, come to my house first. So that's exactly what I do. When I get there, She gives me a hug. I'm like, okay, what's going on with mom? She's like, oh, she's been in the hospital since Wednesday. So I'm thinking to myself, she's been in the hospital since Wednesday. You're just telling me on Saturday. Okay, now here's where the setup comes in, Renee. She says, what do you think about this outfit? What do you think about this hat? You think these shoes match with this hat? And I was like, oh, well, where are you going? She's like, well, yeah, you know, there's that polo match. Next weekend, and, you know, I'm just trying to get my outfit together. First of all, I think I'm very much like a man in the sense that I don't think about my outfit one week in advance. (laughs) Is usually I go to the closet and find something to wear. Or if I feel like I know I want to buy something to wear, then I buy it. So bear with me, listeners, because we're going to get into some NASCAR talk. But I just want to show you the way women think for our male listeners. So she goes, well, I need to go get my nails done today. I need to go to shoe repair. I need to go get my dress hemmed. I I think I need to get my eyebrows arched. And I was like, okay, well, I don't have all day to kind of hang out, but, you know, I'll run with you. I was like, when are you planning on going to see your mom? She's like, oh, yeah, we're going to go see mom now. So we finally, an hour and a half later, get in the car. We go see our mom. Then she's like, oh, let's go get something to eat. Mind you, we were only at the hospital for 15 minutes. <laughs> then we go get something to eat in the next town over, which is Belmont Shores, because she lives in Long Beach, California. Okay. So from Belmont Shores, then we head over to torrance california because she wants to go well actually no we go to carson because she wants to do some errands there then we go over to torrance now mind you guys for our listeners that aren't in california these are cities that are about 20 miles or so Apart from each other, so as we're headed to Torrance to go to Nordstrom, so she can shop for shoes, my friend calls. Then I tell her, "Well, hey, we're in your neighborhood." They like, "Oh yeah, let's have some drinks." Mm. So finishing the story, we started at. I got to her house at nine o'clock. We were having drinks at five thirty. So what turned out for me to be something quick, like, "Hey, let me go support my friend, go visit her mom," ends up being an all day thing. And this is how women are. They turn things that shouldn't take so long into long process.
1: Right. It's a 15-minute thing that turns into a long day event. I get it.
0: <laughs> exactly. But I will say this. The great thing was, since the race was canceled on Saturday, Sunday, I said, okay, I don't want to talk to anybody. It's me and NASCAR all day. And because we're on the West Coast, everything started early. Yeah. So I did actually work out on Sunday because I'm on this whole workout thing where I gotta get it in no oh, matter good. what. Oh, good.
1: Well, that's a good so thing.
0: So I did, yeah. And I actually went to the beach and ran, so I got my workout in. I think I went to the beach, but nonetheless. So then I came home. Next <laughs> thing I know, I was like, oh my God, it's eight o'clock. The race, you know, eight a.m. our time. So then I got a chance to watch some coverage, and then we were, you know, we were racing. Yeah. One thing I will say, and I'm gonna let Renee tell us about his weekend. So one thing I was a little kind of. Uh, about is that I felt that the NASCAR Sprint Cup race should have been before the Xfinity mm-hmm. race. Now, granted, I know the Cup guys, they got to have the best track conditions so they rightfully should go first. But it just seemed fair and fair that it should have been the reverse order. Right. Okay, so before we get into that, Renee, tell us about your weekend. I know you watched a lot of sports because it was a lot of yeah, sports. You, you know
1: week. what? You're right. There sure was. And just as probably as much as you did girl stuff this weekend, I just did a bunch of guys stuff. I literally just watched college football all day on Saturday. and because like you said that the race was postponed that Sunday was just filled with all kinds of sports going on I mean we had the NASCAR and then the Xfinity after that and then we had football and then we had baseball playoffs and I literally thought my head was going to explode because it was filled with so much sports that I was having such a good time I you know it's like a guy's dream come true almost you know that I'll have all of these (laughs) sports going on at the same time I totally understand what you were talking about as far as the Xfinity series and Sprint Cups series and I think for the most part I would probably agree with you but I think because it fell on a Sunday I didn't have so much of a problem with it because there were so many other things that were going on that I didn't mind it so much now obviously I probably didn't watch the Xfinity race at at, that much because there were so many other things going on and then Tam you throw in the debate that was going on so on top of sports then you had the debate which I'm sure most people watched I would imagine but in any case let's go straight into it Tam and uh congratulations to Jimmy Johnson and uh the 48 team for winning that came out of nowhere for me to be honest with you I I didn't see Jimmy Johnson winning this race at all
0: yeah I didn't either (laughs) and just one comment I just want to say that debate And that's all I'm gonna say yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy, I And we have
1: a topic later on in the podcast that we'll touch on as far as politics and sports, <laughs> but uh, we'll touch that. We'll we'll touch on that later in the show.
0: Yeah, and to be quite honest, and don't judge me, but I'm gonna tell it like it is because mm-hmm. this is real talk. Because this is NASCAR talk for fans by fans, and we're two fans who keep it 100 at all times. I was watching Westworld. I kept going back and forth to the debate, and I was just like, "This was foolishness." So so I watched Westworld and if you guys don't know Tune into Westworld. It is a new show with Anthony Hopkins that the first episode was a little crazy, but now that we're in the second episode, it's actually pretty good. It's about some people who they, I don't know how to explain it. That's the weird thing, but it's set in the wild, wild West, but it's also set in the future, ah, sort of speak, interesting. where people who have fantasies, it's actually like Total Recall where people can go into this alternative yeah. world and be who they want to be. So that's all. I'll say on that, but make sure you check it out. It's actually a really good show. It comes on HBO, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Now, Tam, did you see Jimmy Johnson winning this race at all? Because I sure didn't.
0: Well, I was just about to jump into Jimmy winning this race. I did not see it coming. Jimmy made a fool out of me. Because if you recall, I didn't anticipate that he would get out the round of 16. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people felt the same way because he was doing so bad. But I mean, at the rate he's going, shoot, we may be talking about Jimmy winning that seventh championship.
1: Yeah, I think it's very possible. Now, I think I still have Martin Truex at the top of my list, uh, to be honest with you. But something about Jimmy Johnson, you cannot count him out because of all the success he's had in the most recent years. So I think he has to be thrown into that mix, especially after he wins this race. Who knows? Really, honestly, like, who knows? I, I mean, like I said, I, I still think Martin Truex is still the hottest driver in the chase so far. But uh, you never can count out Jimmy Johnson. I just uh, But well. it just came out of nowhere so bad. It just, like, I didn't expect him to win this race. And I'm like you. I didn't even expect him to to make it into the, to the no, top eight.
0: I, I, you never wanted to count this guy out, but a lot of people didn't see him getting out of the top 16. But before we dissect this race, let me give you the top 10 as well as what's going on with our chase drivers. Yeah. So Jimmy won. Matt Kenseth was second. Casey Kane was third. Hold your comments because I'm sure Renee has a lot to say about that. <laughs>
1: You you know I got comments.
0: (laughs) Ryan Newman was fourth. Kyle Larson was fifth. Kyle Busch came in sixth. Brad Keselowski came in seventh. Kurt Busch came in eighth. Tony Stewart that Tony Mm -hmm. Stewart came in ninth and Jamie McMurray came in 10th yeah this is a top 10 but we would not be right if we didn't say Danica came in 11 oh yeah we're not Danica haters we're just not Danica fans okay now in regards to our chase drivers just a quick recap our 12 drivers that are in the chase are Jimmy Johnson who is currently in first in terms of point standings Mm -hmm. and I'll actually read these drivers off where they are and what place they are in point standings so jimmy johnson is our top chase driver at the current moment in terms of the point standings matt Kenseth, mm-hmm. kyle bush brad keselowski kurt bush carl edwards martin truex denny hamlin austin Dillon is in ninth chase elliott 10th joey logano 11th and Happy Kevin Harvick is in 12th. In regards mm. to the race result, I'm just going to read off a few chase drivers who didn't fare as well as they should have considering that this is a chase race. And it's pretty much our 7th through 12th drivers. And hopefully that's not getting too confusing for you guys. But Truex, who is currently in 7th place in the chase standings, he came in 13th place. Hamlin, who is in Mm -hmm. eighth in the Chase standings, came in 30th at Charlotte, Dylan 32nd as Charlotte, Chase Elliott 33rd as Charlotte Joy Logano 36 and Kevin Harvick 38th. and the reason why I read these names off and wanted to kind of give you an idea and paint a picture of where they are in terms of point standings in the chase as well as where they place at as Charlotte is, it makes no sense. You had what is that, five chase drivers? That's actually six yeah. t- chase drivers who were out of the t- top 10. I mean, with five of them Mm -hmm. in the 30th, you had again, Hamlin 30th, Dylan 32nd, Elliott 33rd, Joey 36 and Harvick 38. This does not, and should not happen when you are a chase driver and you're trying to move into the next round. Yeah, You know, Um. Harvick had issues with his power. Joey wrecked while Harvick was dealing with his power issues and Hamlin had engine issues. And then obviously we know what happened with Dylan and Elliot. There was the wreck. Poor Elliot. And I want to talk about Chase Elliot. I mean, NASCAR is not fair. Life is not fair. But what happened to that guy? He led 103 laps, 103 laps at Charlotte.
1: Well, this is why I really, really hate when drivers wreck other drivers and then they'll apologize like afterwards or or after the race is over, and they do their interviews. Like, what does an apology do? Nothing. You wrecked the guy. And he's out and possibly could miss the next round because of you apologizing doesn't do anything now for me I'd rather you just not even apologize
0: okay so I'm assuming you're talking about Martin Truex apology to Austin Dillon here's a question before we even dissect that do you mm-hmm. feel that it was Martin Truex or Austin Dillon's fault because the verdict is still out on that some people feel as if it was Truex's fault obviously Truex apologized but then there is a small percentage that felt as if it was all Austin Dillon's fault
1: you know Tim I don't know who was at fault here and you, you can look at this wreck in at every angle that you you want to but the fact of the matter is is that Martin Truex Jr. got in the back of Austin Dillon spun him into the wall created a whole big mess Chase Elliott got involved both Chase Elliott and Austin Dillon's day is ruined. They're done. And you know, Tim, I know drivers apologize when things like this happen and and I totally get it. And and that's the right thing to do. But what does an apology get you, Tim? Seriously, like, let's think about it. Does an apology, does it start, does it start the race over? No. Does it get you into the next round because it wasn't your fault? No. You're done. I mean, you're, you're done. So it's almost like, why apologize? You know, it happened. Hey, look, Whatever, let's just move on. I don't know, I, like I just don't get it, Tam. But I understand that that's what drivers need to do. And the fact of the matter is, is Martin Truex Jr. got in the back of Austin Dillon and spun him into the wall. And you know, Chase Elliott happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. If Martin Truex doesn't create, and and like I said, and maybe because I keep going back to Martin Truex, maybe I'm thinking it's Martin Truex's fault. And maybe that's the answer to your question as far as whose fault it was. He doesn't spin out Austin Dillon, Tam. I I don't think this. I don't think Chase Elliott is involved and you know he just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time
0: see i'm on the bubble in all honesty you know when we did the poll some people said that they were unsure whereas some people felt that it wasn't his fault and we did have a percentage of people who thought that it was his Mm. fault and just the quickly our Twitter poll was was the accident Austin Dillon's fault 27% said yes 62% said no 11% said not sure here's my thing Dry, put your foot on the gas simple as that I'm not saying that it was Austin's fault and I'm not saying that it's Truex fault because not all the time when you hit somebody from behind is it your fault but you're on a track it is not Truex fault that he has more power than Austin but if you're in that position you gotta drive you know so it's a catch-22 so i guess i'm kind of one of those people who will ride the fence on whether or not it was austin's fault
1: and as far as chase elliott is concerned because of what transpired between truex and austin i think it's pretty much possible and nothing happens to chase elliott i mean, you know wrong place wrong time
0: yeah he was just a victim of circumstances wrong place wrong time speaking of apologies (laughs) There was an article where it talked about, and and there's a video, so you can watch the video for yourself. It's actually on NASCAR.com, where Kyle Busch was actually talking to the media, and he said that he was still waiting on an apology from his 2014 incident at Talladega. Yeah. And I was like, that's such Kyle Busch. Like, dude, you've won the championship since then. Keep it moving. In fact-
1: I mean, he came back from a leg injury. He came on strong at the end to win the entire thing
0: yeah I'm not saying that he would not have won the championship without that horrific crazy incident happening but it made you a stronger driver it made you have something to prove but the fact that you're bringing up that you still haven't gotten an apology in two years like Bush come on Kyle Bush like let's just keep it moving keep it moving Since we're still talking about these chase drivers, Harvick, that was, like, not cool. What happened? I think the second week in a row, like, you're out again for foolishness.
1: When he was taking that car to the garage, I was thinking, I don't even know if I want to see this interview. I thought this guy was going to blow a gasket. And he was really calm and cool when he was given the interview when they were asking him what happened. You know, and I don't know what's going on with his team. For a moment there, it seemed like they got it. You're having car trouble like this? That's not Kevin Harvick. It's really weird that this is happening.
0: Well, he's at the bottom of the 12 chase drivers. At this point, he needs to win. If not, he's going to be out. It's kind of simple as that. Well, let's move on to the Xfinity race. Okay. How about that Bubba Wallace?
1: Bubba Wallace is in there. Yeah.
0: He's in there. He made it by one point. I mean, there's no secret. I root for this guy. I don't even think it has anything to do with diversity. You know, I'm going to say it again. Yeah. It has nothing to do with diversity. I think he's a good kid. I had an opportunity, as you guys know, to interview him. I've hung out with him, you know, while I was in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. I with, actually, when he was still with Joe Gibbs Racing, I was down there with Toyota. And I like the guy. I think he's good for NASCAR for the simple fact is, he has personality. He has that one thing that NASCAR has been missing from... For a long time yeah, and I cannot wait for this guy to move up to cup series because he has personality I'm gonna say it again personality what personality I don't know remember that song Renee
1: personality
0: <laughs> okay he gives me a lot of Clint Boyer personality you know how I, I feel about Clint
1: he does You know what? That's a very good point. He does have that Clint Boyer personality.
0: (laughs) Well, on that note, Ty Dillon didn't make the cut because Bubba did. And it was actually pretty interesting. One thing I want to talk about this race, the Xfinity race, I watch Xfinity races here and there. I read more about the results than I actually watch every race. And I've, you know, actually one of our listeners kind of said, oh, you know, why don't you watch Xfinity races? I was like, You know, to be honest, I just don't Mm -hmm. have time. And it's a lot of information to consume. And that me not watching Xfinity races doesn't mean that I'm not a diehard race fan. It just means that I have a real life. And I don't knock anybody who does have time. I just don't have time. But I am aware of most of the superstars in the Xfinity League. It's almost like with college football or college basketball versus professional NBA level or NFL level. I don't know all the college basketball players i know the superstars like yeah i know who ben you know simmons was I and mean, i interviewed ben which is crazy right when he was coming into the league so i am aware of those type of caliber players on the lower levels but to me nothing matters until you make it to the pros i just don't have time to keep up with everything
1: right and that totally makes sense uh we have to like just take care of other things as well so a lot of times i just don't have time this is a podcast for fans by fans we don't always have time to watch the Xfinity races uh,
0: no time. yeah
1: are you a believer that cup drivers should race in the Xfinity
0: no I don't think that they should race in the Xfinity series because when you even think about how there was the rain delay this week and some drivers they ended up pulling double duty this past Sunday this is the Xfinity drivers time to shine so no I don't think that cup drivers should race in Xfinity and I'm going to tell you why Last week, there was an issue. If you recall, there was a rain delay. So it was like Brad Keselowski, Joy Logano, I think Kyle Busch and they're in the chase and there's the Xfinity chase going on and their crew chiefs was like, no, you shouldn't race in both races. And then we turned around this week and had the same thing where drivers pulled double duty because the races were the same day. That's one reason, just seems like a lot. But two, more importantly, it's their time to shine. Like you can't help but think that maybe if Kyle Larson or Joy Logano, who actually won the Xfinity race, wouldn't have shined so much that maybe Ty Dillon would have had an opportunity to get in in the race. Now, granted, I know by racing these Cup drivers, it raises the caliber of or the quality of racing for the Xfinity drivers because the competition is high. You know, it's like junior versus varsity. But I just kind of felt like Joy won the race, but it just kind of took away some shine from. From the Eric Jones, the Daniel Suarez's, those guys. I don't know. What do you think, Renee?
1: Well, it's too much. And what I mean by that is like, it's too much. And then I think. That's a lot of racing. Let's think of, it. And not only is it a lot of racing, but I think you leave yourself open hurting yourself. It will hinder whether you racing the NASCAR chase. I'd rather these guys just maybe pick one.
0: I don't mind when they're racing in the races prior to the chase. I just don't think a Cup Series driver should race in a an Xfinity Series chase. Oh my God, that is like the super tongue twister. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you guys got our thoughts on that. We're going to move along before right. we actually do tie our tongues in knots trying to explain all this. Okay, so no real Dale Jr. updates. It was his birthday.
1: Yeah, happy birthday to Dale Jr.
0: Clearly, if you're on social media, you know this. Because Dale, everybody on the planet that seemed like wish Dale a happy birthday. It was almost like NASCAR Twitter account was all about Dale. Dale yesterday. The fans were all about Dale. It's Dale. He's the most popular driver in NASCAR. Ooh-hoo. Okay, let's check in on our Fantastic Four. I don't really think there's much to talk about with that because we already went over the results.
1: It's down to two of them, actually, if you think about it.
0: <laughs> well, they're still going to be our Fantastic Four. I mean, clearly, I don't even recall hearing Chris Busher's name, so we won't even talk about that. He's an honorary member of our Fantastic Four. And Ryan Blaney, yeah, did he no fall kidding. off the planet? I don't remember hearing his name at all either yesterday. Yeah, so we already know what's going on with Austin Dillon, Chase Elliott, and Kyle Larson. So we can move on from that. But speaking of Kyle Larson, we will talk about Danny Hamlin calling him Young Money.
1: Right, exactly.
0: (laughs) Young Money. Okay, I just went to go see the Bad Boy concert. If you guys don't listen to Urban music, hip hop, that's a reference to get money from Lil' Kim. And everybody knows who Lil' Kim is because even if you don't know anything about hip hop, all you need to know (laughs) is Lil' Kim is the young lady who Diana Ross touched her boobs live on TV. She patted it. So Denny Hamlin, Kyle Larson, and a bunch of other NASCAR drivers were actually on the golf, well, what do they call it? Not the golf range. Yeah. What is it called? The Not the turf. The, the golf course. Oh, the golf course. Okay. Yeah. Clearly, I don't play golf because I don't know why I couldn't remember that. Okay. So he referred to Kyle Larson as Young Money. I have to laugh. There's no real story behind it other than I say, yeah, those veteran drivers know he is Young Money. I mean, he's winning now and he has a heck of a lot of sponsors. I mean, dude, he came out the box with Target on his car. So hmm, we'll leave it at them.
1: I think Denny had seen right after he won his first race in the races after that. I would totally agree with Hamlin. Uh, he larson is young money well
0: you know what's really interesting and they always well it's not even that they downplay it they don't really make mention of it but you know one of denny hamlin's sponsors is the jordan brand and to me that's like real money look i do you're sponsored by the jordan brand i don't know why the jordan brand doesn't do more to promote their sponsorship with denny hamlin but you know ideally when i I look at Denny's personality and I kind of reflect back on the time I met Denny and just his career. He's a great guy for a sponsorship with Jordan. I think he kind of fits the mold. Honestly though, I think I would like to see Carl Edwards in some Jordan stuff, but Denny is a good
1: representation
0: okay yeah
1: i can see carl edwards into that
0: yeah because you know i like the way carl edwards moves i love that swag and that walk yeah and i'm still using the word swag in 2016 get over it okay yeah i can see carl edwards into that exactly i mean quietly you know he's He's still in the chase, so we'll see what happens. So, I have a question for you being, you know, Mexican American. There is a video on NASCAR.com where Omar Armador, Am- Am- Ad- I'm ho- hopefully I'm pronouncing that right.
1: It's Amador,
0: he interviewed Jimmy, and you know, there was this whole conversation about Jimmy being from California, being raised on Mexican food, and you know, from the San Diego, El Cajon area, the topic came up about Jimmy Johnson being Latino at heart. As a Mexican-American, as a Latino, what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I absolutely love it.
0: You love it? Okay, if you love it as a Latino guy, I love it as well.
1: I think this was a fantastic interview. And my hat's off to Omar. He did a great interview with Jimmy Johnson here. I really like this little piece uh, that they did. As I'm watching and listening to this interview, you know but it actually seemed like Jimmy Johnson was getting a little Spanish accent there for a minute. I don't know about you, but like I'm listening to this. I'm going to. Does he have an accent for some reason? And maybe it was just me. But uh, and, and as I'm listening to the more of the interview. I realized Jimmy Johnson might be a, a, a little bit more Spanish than I am because uh, Omar was asking him what his favorite dishes were to eat as far as Mexican dishes. And chili rellenos was one of his favorites. Now, me personally, not one of my personal favorites. A great dish, but not one of my personal favorites. It's probably not even in my top five, to be honest with you. But uh And he likes avocados. And maybe I'm a weird Mexican, Tam, but... I hate avocados. I've never acquired a taste for avocado. I don't know what it is.
0: I think it's probably the texture. So let me ask you this, Renee: What is your favorite authentic Mexican dish?
1: Uh, my go-to dish, and just just if you want to know, it cheese enchiladas or Chile Colorado. Uh, chile Colorado is just nothing but beef steak uh, with me- red marinated sauce, kind of gravy, grilled onions, side of rice, side of beans. Fantastic. Man, I'm getting hungry just talking about it, actually. Tell you the truth. But I like this interview for another specific reason, Tam. And it's because you actually get a little bit of information about a driver that you would probably never come across and never realize. And that's what I like about this is that you can get a a little bit of a background about a driver other than the fact that he just races cars for a living. I thought this was a fantastic interview.
0: My favorite food is Mexican food. I don't eat (laughs) beef, so I can't. What Renee was describing sounds delicious it's just that I don't eat beef but I will tell you this I don't know I like everything I, I mean whether it's a tamale or enchilada I actually do like cheese enchiladas I like chicken enchiladas with the shredded chicken I love everything about refried beans it's the weirdest thing I think I'm a beanologist can you be a beanologist because I love everything about beans. It's crazy. I do like a good refried bean. One thing I want to just say, since we're talking about Mexican food, and yes, this is a little personal, but when I was younger and I moved to New York, you know, I live in Los Angeles. You're not really aware of Puerto Ricans and Dominicans and all that stuff. And I don't know, call me bad, but I just assumed that Puerto Rican food or Dominican food would be closer to Mexican food. And I was in for a rude awakening because it's not. And then once I started traveling and going to Spain, like, you know, as you guys know, I just got back from Spain, but it wasn't my first time going to Spain. I remember my first time going to Spain. I hated most of the food there. Although this trip, I come to learn and come to appreciate the paillas and all that stuff. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing it I've come to appreciate Puerto Rican food and all Latino food for that matter whether it be Puerto Rican Dominican Cuban food now one thing nobody's gonna ever convince me of there's some Cuban cake that I don't really like look it's Armenian cake guys that I don't like because it tastes like what spun okay so in any event so I've come to learn and appreciate other Foods, but Mexican food is my favorite. After that, I love me a good Italian dish. Now, what I don't like, and this is like totally side note, but if you guys ever go to Paris, be prepared to starve. I think Americans, we just like a lot of food, but in Paris, ugh. okay, moving on to some NASCAR. <laughs> of course, we have been talking about food. My stomach is is a little like, uh, yeah, feed me, but we're going to jump back into some NASCAR talk. We've got just a few more things to talk about before we wrap up this episode. One thing I wanted to touch on really quick is there's an article about interest being down in the chase the ratings aren't that great renee do you think it has anything to do with the fact that people aren't interested or that there's just been competition on the telly during the chase races
1: maybe a little bit of both but I think what the people are used to seeing and one thing that we haven't had this year that we had a, a lot of last year and maybe even the year before a lot of drama missing in this chase and what I mean by that Tam and I'm sure you could probably agree with me not a, uh, a drawing back and forth fighting to be honest with you that
0: well I mean here's the thing there was a tweet by Dale Jr. I think that was last week or week before I think it was last week because some people thought the race was boring last week was when Martin Truex kind of dominated right Yeah. and you know Jr. tweeted that regardless of what you think this was some good old fashioned racing here's what we are facing as NASCAR nation. You got the old fans, you got the newer fans. Old fans always want it to be the way it used to be. And they don't accept anything less. They do want to see some bumping and grinding on the track. They don't want to see Toyotas in the races. And of course, because Toyota's been Mm dominating, nobody, they don't want to see that. The reality is this is a new NASCAR. You know, all the packages and crap, all the inspections and crap. And I am using the word crap because if you've listened to, what are we, on the 23rd episode of this podcast, you know how I feel about too many inspections. Crap. (sighs) inspections. But you know what? You notice we haven't heard too much about inspections the last two weeks. NASCAR got the memo.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But
0: Mm. I don't know what the issue is. I will tell you that the TV schedule has been brutal because you look at Sunday, you know, you had a lot going on. I mean, Tom Brady made his return on Sunday. Who didn't want to see King Brady dominate? Here's the reality is...
1: The the Cleveland Browns definitely didn't want to see him dominate. That's for sure. (laughs) Oh,
0: right. Here's the reality is that most NASCAR fans are NFL fans. That's right. So what you have is a cross on Sundays where the NASCAR races will run run during the NFL games. That yeah. If your favorite team is on, who are you gonna watch? You know, that's the question. Even a diehard fan has to make a diehard decision. You gonna like, you know, say if you're in Carolina, you're gonna watch the Panthers or you're gonna watch your beloved, you know, Jimmy Johnson. Tough call. I don't know.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, I mean pretty much.
0: You know, I'm sure there's other factors that are playing into why the ratings are down. But yeah, it's a combination I think of TV scheduling and disgruntled fans. Speaking of fans, Renee, I think it's time for our fan comment of the week. So speaking of fans and tough decisions on what to do, what to watch, let's talk a little bit about politics because this is something that fans have to deal with because it seems like this year, more so than any other election year that we've had, fans are being faced to understand the decisions that their beloved sports figures are making when they choose to take a side in this presidential debate, whether they are going with Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. Personally, I don't feel as if politics play a role in sports, or that they shouldn't. Obviously, they do, but I I don't feel that it should be a lot of emphasis on politics. If you stand for a candidate, I feel like that's your business. You stand for the candidate. I don't think that you need to broadcast it. But clearly, maybe I don't know because there's a NASCAR team, and Renee, I'll let you speak on this because I know you know. There's a NASCAR team that decided not only are we pro-Trump. We're going to let all the fans know by advertising it on the car.
1: We're specifically talking about Austin Wayne's self, Xfinity Truck Driver Series driver, has obviously endorsed Donald Trump. He decorated his entire truck with Donald Trump and Pence logos. I mean, it was pretty obvious who he was endorsing. And, but you know, and I'm like you, Tam, I don't really care for my politics and my sports to mix. But this is the world that we live in, unfortunately, right now. And this is in a very important presidential race and um you know, I I think this is just something that's uh, going to be common. And like I said, I'm like you. I don't care for it. Uh, let's separate this. But, you know, it is what it is. And we have to swallow it and we have to deal with it, unfortunately. And whether it's baseball, whether it's football, whether it's NASCAR or any other sport, that's just the way it is. Okay, I'm
0: going to leave it at that because I'm not the whole political yeah. Something like that I don't really care how you feel how you think long as you don't bring it to me speaking of fans you know we got to get to our fan comment of the week and we got to get to some predictions and wrap this show up so we have two fan comments of the week this week and I know you guys are like what two comments yes we have two fan comments because they were juicy and I wanted to read both so I picked both so our first one is all about about your boy. You ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Renee? Yep. It's all about your boy, Casey Kane. Oh. So somebody who clearly must have been a Dale Jr. fan says, in the last eight races, Casey Kane has an average finish of Mm 8.88 wins. And it goes on to say, maybe that team has finally found something and they can carry it over to the next season. Now, we have talked about this. Casey Kane all of a sudden was like, yeah, I'm here. Maybe because the contract is coming to an end we don't know but the guy placed third in charlotte and like the commenter said in the last eight races he's averaged 8.88 wins what's interesting is in response to that another commenter wrote Jeffrey Earnhardt now has four top 30s in the past eight races. Casey knows the pressure is high. Boom. I'm gonna leave it at that because I don't really foresee Jeffrey Earnhardt racing for Hendrick Motorsports and especially (laughs) with only four top 30s in the last eight races. Right. (laughs) But the fact that somebody actually put it out there is just funny. But more importantly it goes to what we've talked about a lot Casey Kane all of a sudden like dude you were third in Charlotte where have you been now you want to show up and show out is it too little
1: too late yeah exactly that and that's been my point this whole time and and like at the beginning of the podcast when you were reading the names of the drivers uh, of the result of the the race and the moment I knew you were going to say Casey Kane I mean just all these things were going in my head and I'm going there. There he is again. I'm like, why now, Casey? Like, why now? Like now I get it, and you made a very good point, And most and most people probably don't want to hear this, but you know what? When a contract is coming to an end, and this goes for any sport. You I mean, let's look at basketball, let's look at football. Somebody's contract is coming to an end. You're trying to show out because you want to be able to uh you want somebody else to pick you up and give you a nice deal for the next coming year when you need a contract renewal, you know? So this kind of thing it happens all the time in sports. And now I don't know if this is the same. Same thing that's going on in Casey Kane's head or with his team. Again, you're right, Tam too little, too late. I don't care to see Casey Kane in the top five. I don't care to see Casey Kane coming in third, coming in fifth, coming in second, coming in eighth. You know what? It's irrelevant, you know?
0: (laughs) Well, I can't say it's irrelevant, but you know, it is kind of like, oh wow, now you want to show up? Interesting thing, I'm going to read another response to that comment, but I also want to just add in, if you guys aren't familiar or aren't aware, Unifirst Corporation actually just struck up a deal with Team Hendricks for an eight-year sponsorship agreement to sponsor the number five car. No, oh, wow. That Casey Kane is in. But as you guys know, you know, Casey can leave the number five car as owned by Hendricks. So even if he's gone, the sponsorship will continue. Well, but well, well,
1: I tell you what, real quick, uh, and I, I want Casey Kane fans to know that I it's not that I don't like Casey Kane, but I tell you what, I'm hoping that the way he's driving right now towards the end of this season, I really honestly hope that that carries on till next season because he had a just a a horrendous year this year, let's be honest. And I really hope that all of this uh, success that he's having, uh, finishing so high, finishing at the very top of the races, I really hope that that carries on to next year because I really do like the guy and I think he's a really good driver.
0: Well, one other response to that comment puts a lot in perspective. I don't know if we can say it's true, but this commenter wrote, I bet he is getting more engineering resources since Junior is out of the 88. Hmm. So that's an interesting thought. I mean, he very well could be getting more resources from Team Hendricks since the number eighty eight is out, but we don't know. Yeah. So let's go on to our second comment and this one again was juicy so I wanted to read it it says can we talk about Austin Dillon's late race convenient end quote pit stop so I'm sure a few saw that tie was two positions from missing the chase while the race was winding down today and Austin Dillon decided to pit to check a loose wheel giving his brother an extra position on the track mm-hmm. is there going to be any penalties here although it's just speculation it's seems like he was trying to manipulate the finish a little bit here. What do you guys and girls think? clearly that's what he did and I don't know if you had an opportunity to watch the race Renee but it was clear even the broadcasters calling the race said that Austin Dillon pulled over so basically if you didn't watch the race for our listeners Austin Dillon conveniently made a piss stop to check his lug nuts and by doing that it gave his brother Ty Dillon a extra one up in terms of where his position was Right, but it wasn't enough for him to take out Bubba Wallace because Bubba made the cut and he didn't and it was a one point differential.
1: well I guess if I if I had my my sibling racing along in the same race with me I you know it'd be hard for me to say that I wouldn't try to do what I could to help out my brother to to make it you know to the next round as well so I mean I I can understand I and I'm sure it was clear that that's what he was doing but I mean you can't blame the guy it's his brother you know what I mean now unless they have bad blood and they hated each other growing up then that's different but you know it's kind of hard to like not want to help out your sibling you know
0: but is it any different than what happened to my boy Clint Boyer I mean you know what I guess it is different because Clint actually was involved in a wreck right but that's what happened a couple of years ago Clint's teammate Clint did something questionable to get his teammate in Mm -hmm. but then NASCAR pretty much came down because that was the year that Jeff Gordon didn't make the chase but once NASCAR finished they put him in the chase right There were a bunch of response to the comment about Austin Dillon. That pretty much said what I'm saying now. If Ty would have made the chase, it probably would have put NASCAR officials in a position to actually look at it for what it was. But yeah, because true. he still didn't make the chase, nobody thought anything of it. So moving along, tweet us and let us know your thoughts. Our Twitter account is at turnsnobreaks. Again, that's at turns no breaks. And we're gonna pose the question live. So it'll be there. For you to respond. So just scroll through our timeline and find it. So it is time for some predictions. It's time for Tamin Renee's race predictions.
1: Yes, time for predictions, my favorite part of the podcast. Here we go, race predictions. We are going to be in Kansas, and I ain't going to waste no time. Here we go, Kansas, your winner is going to be Matt Kenseth. I love Matt Kenseth to win this weekend. My dark horse, don't be surprised if Brad Kislowski comes out of nowhere to win that race. I like Matt Kenseth better. If not, dark horse, bad Brad Kislowski those are my picks and I'm sticking to it Tam.
0: Okay so I am going to give you the weekly history lesson before I give you my predictions. Yes Mm. school is in session. We have two races left for this round of the chase and we are going to Kansas and what has happened in Kansas the past five years includes Joey Logano winning in 2015. Joey also won in 2014. Kevin Harvick in 2013. Matt Kenseth 2012 and in 2011, we had Jimmy Johnson, Mr. Sixth Time. What's interesting is that we've had so drivers that are currently in the chase, we've had a couple that have been multiple winners at Kansas. Jimmy has won multiple times. Logano has won multiple times as well as Matt Kenseth. In regards to the Xfinity race and just kind of going back, the five drivers that I read off, that was for the October race each year because we have two races at Kansas We have a May and an October. So what I read was the October race winners. So with the Xfinity race, some of our cup drivers who have showed up and have been multiple winners, actually it's just one who sticks out to me when I look at the statistics. And that's, of course, you already know, that's Kyle Busch. Because all he does is win, especially when it comes to that Xfinity series. He actually, believe it or not, not only is a multiple winner in the Xfinity race, but he swept both races. That is the Cup and the Xfinity race in 2015. So, you know, Kyle Busch, you can look out for him. He may show up, but he's not my pick to win. You want to know who my pick is, Renee? Yeah. I'm going to go with Matt Kenseth. Now, if you guys remember, I went with Matt Kenseth, I think, three weeks in a row. There's just something with Matt Kenseth. I feel like he's there, but he can't close out. He came in second at Charlotte last week. So I'm going to go with Matt Kenseth. And my dark horse, this was a tough one because everything is telling me to go with Kyle Busch. Hell, I mean, honestly, I was actually looking at some other drivers, including Brad Keselowski. But I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick. Because if you remember last year or year before when Kevin won the championship. Wait, when did Kevin win the championship?
1: That was uh, so two years ago.
0: So if you remember the year that Kevin Harvick won the championship, yeah. He acted a fool. And I say acted a fool during the chase when he was on the bubble. So I'm feeling like he is going to do yeah. something this week, considering that for the last couple of weeks, he's been dealing with issues. And last, what happened this past week was just unacceptable, especially in Kevin Harvick's mind. So I'm going to go with Matt Kenseth as my pick and Kevin Harvick as my dark horse. So that's is it ladies and gentlemen you have our picks
1: yeah for tam and for myself as always we always appreciate you guys you can find us on our own personal social media at it's renee garcia and tam
0: you can find me at i am sincerely tam
1: great thank you and we'll see you again next week
0: bye bye thanks
1: so much for tuning in with tam and renee